right. Good morning, everyone. We get our Jesus Calling for September 20th pulled up. Try to see things more and more from my perspective. Let the light of my presence so fully fill your mind that you view the world through me. When little things don't go as you had hoped, look to me lightheartedly and say, oh, well, this simple discipline can protect you from being burdened with an accumulation of petty cares and frustrations. If you practice this diligently, you will make a life-changing discovery. You realize that most of the things that worry you are not important. If you shrug them off immediately and return your focus to me, you will walk through your days with lighter steps and a joyful heart. When serious problems come your way, you will have more reserves for dealing with them. You will not have squandered your energy on petty problems. You may even reach the point where you can agree with the Apostle Paul that all your troubles are light and momentary compared with the eternal glory being achieved by them. The first reading is Proverbs 20, 24. A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? The second reading is 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So, talking about what is seen being temporary and what is unseen being eternal, it is difficult to try and understand something that is infinite or eternal um difficult for me anyway but i do trust that someday god will explain those concepts that are tough to understand the whole idea the whole fathoming something that is eternal is a little bit beyond my brain anyway so the first scripture verse talks about how is man supposed to understand his way So since we can't fully understand eternal things, we can't fully understand God, it is difficult sometimes to try and understand exactly what it is he wants us to do. And we had a good discussion yesterday in our Sunday school class. We were talking about Jesus and and why God sent Jesus and, and how Jesus has helped us to better understand God and what God wants us to do. And, and Jesus was the, is the personification of God, something tangible that came to earth to be heard and seen. Before Jesus came, I, I can imagine that God probably seemed more untouchable, more of a mystery. But with Jesus, he is a person that dwelt among us, who had real feelings, who had a human body, a way of interacting with with others that was tangible, actions and behaviors that that we can try to 
mimic and copy and try to be like. We, we can't really be a voice in the clouds or a burning bush or an all-powerful force, but we can be like a human Jesus, like Jesus was when he was here on earth, kind and forgiving, taking time to help people in need. Our worship leader yesterday at church took a moment to tell the story from the Bible uh, about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you remember that one. They were a great example of trust in the Lord. Um, You know, maybe, you know, as good of example as anywhere in the Bible. And it was the story that was in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar where the king had constructed a giant gold statue and demanded that all the people in the kingdom bow and worship this golden idol at a certain time during the day. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow and worship the idol. And their reason was that they only bowed to the one true God. And they trusted that God would save them from Nebuchadnezzar's penalty for disobedience, which was death in a fiery furnace. And they were willing to accept death if it was not God's plan to save them. And their faith was undeterred by any threats from the king or any threats of this world. Their faith was just too strong. And as a result, after they were thrown into the furnace and God protected them, they, their, their example of faith and the great miraculous power of God was influential on the king and the kingdom. And that story is found in Daniel chapter 3, if you want to read through that. But it's an example of what God can do with people who have faith and trust. It can change everything, Uh, a community, a kingdom. It can change and be a powerful force for good. So... I'm guessing that somehow Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were able to ask themselves the question, what is God calling me to do? And the answer they came up with at that time was something that was, you know, would be very difficult for most people to do and really impossible to do without a firm faith and an unwavering trust. So, like our devotional stated today, when serious problems come your way, hopefully your energy is not wasted on the petty problems of this world. As the devotional said, they had likely, you know, the people who can discard those can shrug those little problems off, off, so they can return their focus to God. And when you do that, you have more energy reserves to face the serious problems uh, of this world, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Probably they shrugged off a lot of the little things because their faith was so strong, they didn't worry about a bunch of little things. And when they encountered a very serious life-threatening problem, 
They had the energy. They had the belief to stand strong in that very serious challenge. So just a good story, good old biblical story to think about today, and hopefully um, this uh, is motivating to you and your faith. I'll go ahead and go into prayer. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to have faith in you and to trust in you through little things and even through big things. Make our faith strong so that we can rely on you and not be deterred by challenge, by challenges that face us. Little things or big life-threatening things that uh, hopefully we don't have to encounter very often, but uh, definitely come at us in life from time to time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope you have a great day.